0: Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast. This is your place to hear about parenting suggestions on how to be a supportive parent to your son or daughter who play competitive sports. So excited to have you here with us. My name is George Zink, former ATP player, coach, and now parent of elite athletes. I'm here with my partner, Ben Zink, who is also a former ATP player and coach. Let's get started. Hello again, everyone.
1: Welcome to episode two of the Parent Coach Podcast. Today, we're gonna talk about How to give our kids belief, how they can keep it, and what happens if they lose it, and how do they get it back. So we're going to start today by asking George, how do we get our kids to have great belief in themselves?
0: So I think, you know, we've been doing this a long time, Ben, and I think that the biggest thing is the consistency of our self-talk as parents. I think one of the things that I've noticed just for me as a parent, so I started off with my son, Tyler. And uh, now I have Lindsay and Kate. But when I started off with Tyler and he was seven and eight playing tournaments, I think I was very inconsistent with my talk to him. Sometimes I would pump him up. And then if he didn't do so well, I kind of, you know, got on him. And I think what I've learned, Tyler's 16 now, and what I've learned over the last eight to 10 years of being, you know, a sports parent is that you have to be consistent with your message to your, to your kids. That's the key, right? And I know that not everything's going to be gravy and not everything's going to be perfect, but I think we need to make sure that our message stays on the positive side and we don't get down because not only do they hear our words, but they repeat what we say and they basically just mimic a lot of what we do and say. So
1: along with that, with what you mimic and say and how it happens do sometimes kids, they put their own spin on what you say. So you might've said something not in a negative or a positive way, but just in a neutral tone and they might take it as negative and they spin it. And all my, you know, my mom, my dad, they're really, really mad at me when in fact you were giving some constructive criticism and monitor that with your voice tone, with your inflection. Do you monitor with the atmosphere, which you're giving that information? How do you kind of Have a conversation,
0: but make sure that it's taken the right way. Yeah. So I think for me personally, I'm a pretty passionate person. And I think for me, I think it's my voice inflection. I can say something positive and with a kind of a negative voice inflection. And when I do that, it doesn't really come across. I, Especially when we're at tournaments or we're in the heat of the battle, I've got to be very careful of how I handle my voice. And then again, my message has to be really clear with, I guess what I'm saying is that we have to be really focused on us. Like we have to be focused on, you know, I remember Tyler when he was 10 and 11 years old is just saying, look, Tyler doesn't need to make a change. I need to make a change. I need to figure this out. And that's really why, you know, we wanted to start this podcast is because I just wanted to share with you guys, you know, just what I've been struggling with over the last, you know, 10 years. And if you can, you know, not make the same mistakes as I made, I mean, I'm, I'm figuring it out slowly, but uh, I am figuring it out. So again, I just think it's really staying on point with your message. And if you see that your son or daughter is getting, you know, a bit negative, you know, take a look at, at what you're saying. You know, what is your message afterwards? I can't tell you how many times I'm at a tournament and I see somebody coming off the court, a kid coming off the court, and the parent is just, reaming them out all the way to the parking lot and i'm sure you know i'm not in the car but i'm sure that that message in the car only gets worse and that's so tough as a kid for them to
1: you know have to listen to that and then go in in their own thoughts and we talk about that all the time that it's you know it only gets more negative when they receive it so i think that that's super important to recognize that our voice inflection is very important along with that though on the other side of the spectrum, when does it become too much fluff and praise and not enough criticism or constructive change? Where is that line and how do we draw it and what can we do as coaches and parents to make sure that we stay kind of on
0: that line and not give them false beliefs or false information? You know, I, I mean, Ben, you and I were on the court with my son, Tyler, last night. And, you know, he's been traveling for the last, you know, six, eight weeks and, know we started working on his forehand a bit and even my voice inflection last night you know I was thinking gosh you know am I being because we were really looking at his forehand and trying to pick it apart a bit and I could tell Tyler you know maybe he felt like he was hitting it well but I just felt maybe the way I was coming at him I knew from his body language that he was taking what I said in not a super positive way and I could just tell. And so my point is, is that I think, honestly, if you're speaking from your heart, I don't think that it can be too much fluff. Like, I honestly think that, look, at the end of the day, you know, we have to make sure that we're being real. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, you see all these guys on YouTube and all these, you know, coaches and, you know, all these reality TV stuff and everybody loves being real. But I, I think as parents, you know, we need to be real, but also, you know, I know for me, my dad didn't believe in, he, he didn't believe that I could be number one in the world in tennis. I know that for a fact. I think he was a great dad. I think he had a lot of great things to share with me and I, you know, he's not here anymore. So I, I think he was an incredible dad. But I do think when I look back at my junior career, I definitely know that maybe he wasn't didn't have the capabilities of believing in me. And, you know, I, as a coach and a father, I truly believe the sky's the limit, you know, and but that doesn't mean that the reality has to set in. I mean, if, you know, if somebody is 18, 19, 20 years old and they are playing out on the tour, you know, they put in college and they're playing over the summers and. They're not getting any points. They're not winning any matches, and they're losing one and one every match. And you're telling them that they can be number one in the world. Maybe that's too much fluff, you know. But I just think when they're young, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, it's just being supportive. I think that's the biggest thing. We don't have to talk a lot about the future. I think just being supportive is the key. That's so
1: so important as well. And you know, we talk a lot about that kids having the right relationship with their parents. And sometimes the sports get in the way a little bit of that relationship. And you've you've spoken to me about making sure that, you know, I'm also their dad, um, not just their coach. And I got to make sure that I have that relationship and I keep it separate. But as a dad, you want to make sure that they're, they're believing in themselves fully. And as a coach, it, you know, you're being more realistic. Do you feel that your relationship off the court has a lot to do with how you can communicate with your kids on the court? If you kind of The only time you're communicating with your kids is when they're playing a sport. They maybe take it as the sport is how I get the love of my parents or that's how I get my appreciation. How do you make sure that you have a great relationship off the court as well to kind of balance out or even make the on court or, you know, sports relationship better?
0: Yeah, I think I was guilty of that a lot is that trying to almost I was probably the opposite. I was always talking about tennis. You know, even when we're off the court, and I didn't really realize that you know we need to talk about other things. So I kind of made look. Not saying that I don't talk about tennis at all off the court, but you know I pick and choose my battles of when I can talk about it. I think that you really have to create a great relationship. And look, when we're talking about building belief and building confidence, I don't think it's just and about the sport itself. I think it's about you know it can be anything. You know, and like I'll give you an example this morning. Tyler was, you know, I walked into his room and I felt Tyler is super organized with his room. Super. And I walked in and I could just, it was a little disorganized. And he and I had a conversation and I, you know, and I came at it in a different way. You know, a year, two years ago, I would have probably said, Tyler, what the heck? You know, the room, your room is so bad. Right. But this morning I said, Hey, it looks like you haven't hardly had time to put things away. You know, I'm sure that's really bugging you. You're, you're such, you know, You're such an organized person. So I just kind of came at it with that. And it was funny. I walked into his room an hour later and it was completely perfect again. So I I didn't have to like be hard on him. I just kind of, you know, nudged him and reminded him what kind of organized person he was. And I think we can do that same thing on the tennis court is really come at it from a different angle. But here's the key is thinking about your words before you say them. I think that's really where I'm learning as I go is is not just off the cuff saying what's coming to my brain, because I think that's when we, you know, mess up and fail. That's
1: that is exactly, you know, a great point. And you brought up a great point where you were talking about, Tyler, and just his organization. And we talked a lot about that routine builds confidence and belief in yourself. And I think that those small repeated successes, whether they're on the court or off the court, is something that we've strived to say as coaches to our players and, and making sure that they have routines and, and things of that nature that build themselves up. How do we, on the court or different sport, how does a parent kind of make sure that their kid is, is doing those, keeping up with their routines and keeping up with their balance without being maybe nagging? What you were just talking about is, is, is saying, hey, you know, how can I make them realize that it's actually helping them versus hurting them, and how can I make sure that they keep doing that?
0: You know, I think two things. I think what I just said is, you know, maybe the silent reminders in a positive way, but I also think by leading by example. I think that's the biggest one. I think that we can't expect our children to do anything that we don't do. Some, I know some of my parents that, you know, I coach, you know, their their kids, you know, they might be way OCD in the way they keep their house clean and they expect their kid to be that way. But I think sometimes you have to rem- remember Back when you were eight, nine, ten, you know, twelve years old, were you super organized, and how did you get organized? I think some people are born that way, and I think others, you know, really have to be taught. You know, I knew that. You know, I grew up very disorganized, and I, I, I said, to, you know, one of the things that I've learned in business, and I've learned the more organized I am, the clearer my headspace is. So when Tyler was born, I really focused on him you know, making sure that I was organized in front of him. And I just think those two things, leading by example, and then, you know, making sure that you stay consistent with your message and without getting upset, mad, or just, you know, again, your voice inflection. And again, I'm not going to say all this is easy because none of it is. I think a lot of it takes practice. And that's why I wanted to put some of this stuff out here, you know, because I, I don't think any of it's easy. So Ben, I have a couple questions to ask you, like what, tell me, like you you've been coaching a while. Like, what are you know, what do you see, you know, cause you coach, you know, I know you work with my kids, but you also know my parenting style, like the kids that you coach, you know, the kids that believe in themselves versus don't believe in themselves. Like, do you see a pattern in, you know, the way they think and what does it come from? You know, can you tell where it comes from? Obviously, we don't want to put any blame on any parents or anything, but I just I was curious what your take is on what you see out there. I find a lot of of what I'm
1: seeing and what I'd like to see maybe change a little bit is is we, you know, we feel like parents want to have a great relationship with their kids. And I think that that's part of part of what's happening is is we kind of let the kids kind of have control or like be responsible and, and really kind of struggling to kind of keep up with what they're doing the routine is the part that really kind of falls apart a little bit is that routine of, okay, this is what I got to do every day because we've talked about this. Kids do have to be kids. And the important part is when you're playing a sport at a high level, it's, it's really easy to get sucked into, to being only focused on that sport and not really having another life. And, you know, it's, it's tough finding that balance. And I think that that's more of a conversation that the parents have to have with the kids is, okay, we're doing this and we gotta, we gotta make sure that we're doing X, Y, and Z. And then, you can be off being a kid sometimes too. We don't want to take that away from you or that because, you know, growing up, you want to have those experiences. But if you're playing sports at a high level, you are going to get other experiences that you might not get as a normal child or, you know, teenager that, you know, traveling the world or seeing different parts of the country where some people never leave their hometown. So I think that kind of making sure that they're keeping tabs and, and not feeling like they're pushing their kids, but, you know, showing them what you were saying, by example, making sure that we're on track and, you know, that we're organized and things like that. I, I think that can go so far in, in what they're doing. And, you know, making sure that the other thing that I would say is is just making sure that it is, you know, the criticism is constructive and it's not, you know, over intense. I think sometimes it gets over intense, overbearing. And then that just puts more pressure on the kids. That's the one thing that at tournaments, most kids are upset when they're on the court. I can't find too many that are like super positive, fired up kids. And you know, I think it's because of the, you know, we talk about it all the time, the noise and it's, you know, the noise from the parents, the noise from other kids. I want to be better than that kid. I think as parents, it's very important. And we've talked about this a lot with, you know, Mr. Williams and what he did with Serena and Venus. But, you know, I think the noise is critical and, and how you monitor that. And I mean, I'm not a parent yet, hopefully soon. But, you know, I think that that that's the toughest piece is is monitoring the noise and and especially with social media. I mean, how does that, how do you feel like that's going for you and, you know, monitoring that noise and and making sure that you're, what they're hearing is important.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously, you know, tell my kids and we have talks about that all the time is that, you know, don't listen to the negative noise. And I, I probably go to the extreme where, you know, movies, news, anything that has any kind of negative content is, you know, I try to, you know, stay clear of, and I might be Far on the other side, but I just, you know, we have a saying in our family that what goes in stays in because it, you know, once it goes inside our brain, it's hard to get rid of it. So I think it's just monitoring all the social media stuff and, and look, it's out there, it's part of our life, and, but it's not getting caught up in the negativity and, the, and, and all of that. So, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is just the message that, you know, that I think that we just need to make sure is that we hear our self talk to our kids, you know, and here's, here's a tip that, and and I know we have to close this up soon, but here's a tip that I would say is that if you're driving home and you're kind of one of those people that drive home and talk to your kids or after a match, put, you know, on almost every iPhone or Android phone, there's a, there's a voice recorder, put that on. And don't tell your son or daughter, just put that on and don't change. Like don't be because the recorder's on don't change. And then just listen to yourself. You know, like after you know you're parted with your son or daughter, you know, go back and and listen and see if your voice is exactly the way you thought it came across. And I think that can help too. You know that I I do that periodically, and when I do it, I'm always surprised. Man, I'm like, wow, my my voice inflection was a lot more harsh than I thought it was. So I think that could be a great tip for the parents out there to try to use. But you know. Just the belief, you know, it is awesome. I was actually hitting, I was fortunate enough to t- hitting with Jimmy Arias, who was five in the world yesterday. And I it came up again. I said, you know, what is the number one thing that, you know, the reason that you th- got to number five in the world? And he said, from the at time I was eight years old, he th- said he thought he was going to be number one in the world. And he just had this inner belief that wouldn't stop. So that really just proved to me that's the answer and uh you know how to get it all the time isn't easy and i think that we just have to work on it day by day
1: awesome well thank you everyone for joining us today for episode two of the parent coach podcast we hope you enjoy it and look back soon for episode number three have an awesome day have an
0: awesome day